history with the podcast guy, Matt King. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to our podcast. Unfortunately, for some, our topics that we talk about may be offensive to some people. The topics that we discuss could also be triggers, and we want you to be aware of that. If you are in need of help, please talk to a professional, a family member, or a friend. We are not medical professionals, and we don't claim to be. We are just two guys with a microphone and a platform. Please listen with discretion. Welcome to This Time in History, guys. I'm Matthew, and we're here today to uh, to continue our coverage on the 2022 municipal election, and where uh, I'm going to interview one candidate every week right up until the election on October 24th. Remember to get out and vote. The only way to affect change is to be part of it. And with me today is Philip DeCruz. He's running for mayor of the city of Toronto. Welcome to the show, Philip. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, I uh, I have kind of a, you know, I've been doing this for a little bit now, so I have a, a bit of a, a feel for it. So um, I have some topics we're going to go through, and then uh, I'll just pick your brain on some of these topics. But let's start off with uh with an intro just tell us a, a little bit about yourself and and ultimately why are you running why this election why now okay my name is philip de cruz been your raised in toronto all my life born in calcutta india came here in 66 with my folks three kids in the family dad worked for metro housing mom worked for allspace then i uh joined the reserves in 83 and then i went reg force regular forces in uh 86 i went there for about 10 years been all over the world, been on a ship, been all kinds of crazy things in life. <laughs> and uh, then I got out, retired in 92, and then I did some jobs here and there. And I did, did a full retirement about, uh, about five years ago, just did full retirement from the military. And I got my pension, just uh, relaxing and taking it easy. And uh, I've been following the politics the past 16 years, and I just, you know, seen different people come and go and what's happening, what's not. And in the past four years, after the uh, last election in 2018, I didn't see much of a difference between 2018 and 22, and I was like, yeah, maybe I should run. I'm thinking about it. And then I thought I was watching, you know, I also do, I do a lot of volunteer work. I volunteer downtown with the homeless. I know quite a few people down there. I used to live on the streets with some people for a while. We've been with the property, been through racism. Uh, my mom's Irish, my dad's Spanish, so the mixture there. And, uh, and then I saw the last four years, I said, you know, there's not much difference what's going on. It's like, why do you even have elections? So then uh, I thought about it. And then I got a call from Ottawa. This is the fun part. Now, with the military, even though you're retired, if they need you for something, they call you for something because you're special abilities. So I had a special communication ability and things I can, that I can do. And they gave me a call. I'm sitting back watching General Hospital, <laughs> two and three, and they call me. They call me periodically once in a while to see how it's going. They asked me if you'd be interested in running for mayor, put your name in. I said, I've been thinking about it. I said, well, why do you ask? They said, uh, the first thing I said is, well, we need to clean the city up. Our uh, guy there is uh, mismanaging our funds. He's asking for money. We keep giving it to him, and he keeps throwing it away to the rich. I said, I know that. <laughs> what else is new? So I said, well, it's concerned. I put your name in. If you do, we'll, we'll back you up. You have access because you got a security clearance. It's above most people. There's four security clearances in the uh, military. There's four basic ones, but because of what I used to do, I can go above it. So they said they'd back me up if I need any information, any info, or put back, then uh, do that. So, okay, so I'll think about it. So I thought about it for about a month, and then I saw the uh, executive meeting on April 6th, and they had uh, 
two people came up. Well, one's homeless. One was living in a shelter thing, and now she's I think she's living outside of the city. And uh, the first one was named Emily, and I met her years ago when the Rob Ford deputations were going on. And she's in a scooter. She's a uh, special needs and a uh, very nice lady, great sense of humor. And I hadn't seen her for a while, so I saw her in the interview. There, you know, doing she's doing her presentation. She was telling her the executive committee that she uh, the city disappointed her. She has no place to live. She's living outside of the city. And she lost one of her good friends. Died in a bus shelter in a wheelchair. Nobody helped her during snowstorm. But I sat there watching. I was waiting for the reaction. I let, not one council member didn't say, "I'm sorry to hear that." You know, I'm really. Is there anything we can do, or could I buy you a cup of coffee? No questions asked. Okay, and then she left. And then the next guy came on. I don't know, his name is Drew. I don't know if you heard that name before. Tall guy. And he lives in a shelter. He came in and pitched his ideas about the uh, Section 37 and the Section 45, and I know about that as well. And he did it, and nobody asked me any questions either. Except one. One asked me a question, just confirming what he had said. So I sat back and said, you know what, that's disgusting. I said, uh, come on, these people are living on the streets. These are citizens of Toronto. They do vote. Their vote counts. I've met one of them, great lady. It's so sad just to see that, you know, just common. Then I thought, what's my platform? My platform is human decency. I mean, if you can't say sorry to somebody that lost somebody, you know, even like if you just force yourself, just say, I'm sorry to hear that, you know, if there's anything I can do, you know, or take your side or you know, give a hug. If you can't give a hug, give a handshake or, you know, just say, here's a number, here's some resources, but nothing happens. So that's when I decided, I said, you know, that's it. I'm going to put my name in. <laughs> This is enough of this. You know, they're doing all this affordable housing promises, and if, uh, if John Tory listened to his staff about the gardener and other things about uh, eight years ago when he started, he would have had affordable housing. They would have caught up slowly, slowly. But now it's too late. There's no way he can catch up. So they're all promising affordable housing, and I don't know what the other members are going to be doing, but in the last four years, the last election, all they kept talking about was um, the gardener. Highways, uh, subways, that's nothing, subways. So in my pod, I put in my, my new Facebook, I said, let's be realistic. For over house, it's not going to catch up. There's no way. I know for a fact right now, by next uh, November, there'll be about 150 people living on the streets because the rent is going up. I don't know if you're aware, but the uh, 242 landlords or owners of the buildings are trying to get the uh, double increase on rent, like this building here, right? Nothing's been done. No repairs. Are you referring... Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Are you referring to uh, Metro Toronto housing? Oh, um, oh no. All buildings. Not just Metro. No, not just Metro housing. Okay. Every... All rental buildings in the... All wards. I've talked to many people in different wards. I'll give you an example. I met a lady there. She's a senior. In her 80s. She's been waiting three years to get her toilet fixed. What she does every day for the last three years, she's phoned the building. Nothing happened. She phoned her ward counselor, no replies. She uses a bucket. And that's how she goes to the washroom every day. So I got there and I checked it out. We, we phoned 311 and she had the thing done in two days resolved, just like that. You know, I've been in contact with 311, some of the agents. They say basically we're a babysitting service. I said, that's pathetic. You're paying rent to get stuff done. You're paying good money. Okay. If you're a landlord, what do you your common sense? Okay, I gotta fix the person's place, gotta get this done. Why should you call the government to get it done? And that's pretty sad. It's actually really disgusting that the landlords are taking advantage. You know, I realize that, you know, 
there were some people that took advantage of the fact that there was a rent freeze during COVID, but the the behavior that you're describing is just inexcusable. Oh, it's like I've talked to I've talked to many. I do volunteer with seniors. At the I've talked to like forty five. I would go to forty five libraries. I know quite a bit of staff. You know, and uh, things that you can slough, just things I've seen just disgusting. Right now, you want to believe this? I the uh, twenty two buildings right now. I won't say we we different wards right now. It's kind of private, but twenty two twenty two buildings in different wards, three in one ward, are this close to crumbling. You know, you think you saw in Florida with the crumbling the building. Yes, just like that. Now the I had a I know a friend he's a, a retired structural engineer. He actually phoned the ward so many times, say he get gave his name, what he did for a living. He's told me he's warned them the last five months. Haven't had a rec- phone call back. Just an automated message. Thanks for calling. We'll get back to you. That's it. So this is like just plain ignorance. So my platform is UNGC, and if you read my Facebook, Philip De Cruz, you'll say what I want. I want twenty percent re- reduction in all rent. Everybody that's renting houses. Condos, apartments, rooms, retail. You take twenty percent off and make a big difference. It'll set a chain of reaction, and I'll freeze it for the next three years, and no rent increase until three years after review. Made for extension. That sounds like a the great starting point. Um, you know, it'll be a chain of events. Like less rent on the food banks, right? And people have like say you're paying two thousand, so now you're going to pay four hundred bucks, maybe less. That four hundred bucks a month will add up at the end of month, and you you may want to move out of where you're living. You might want to get a house with that money, or you can use it for other things like groceries or for your kids' education. But it just just think of a chain reaction. All the people are renting, and like example, uh, I don't know if you're watching the news in January. These renters and condos downtown because of the old rules of the old like this building's old, so they call the old rules of rent increase at a limit. But the new buildings don't have a limit. So this couple was rent paying two thousand a month. It went up by five hundred bucks. Now they're on the verge of moving out because they can't afford it. That's just great. That's just crazy. That's just greed. It is it's just human greed. Yes, it is. And uh, as a mayoral candidate, um, I've been waiting to ask this question. Uh, what do you think about a program that's um, hydro uh, geared to income or utilities geared to income? Hydro geared to income. Utilities geared to income. Oh, you mean, you mean in court, in court what you make for income, you pay for hydro? Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I think it's, it's interesting, but also, like, uh, it has its flaws, because, like, if you're uh, at a certain level of income, and then suddenly, in one month, something, like, it's just pretty crude, but a party happens, or you go away, or somebody's taking care of your place, and suddenly the hydro goes, next you come back, and say, hey, why am I paying this, why am I paying this rent income for it, <laughs> you know? That's it true. has its goods and pluses. That's true. So, I have a few topics I'm just going to bounce off you, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, we already covered... One of them, actually, funnily enough, was... Uh, I was going to ask you about a rent freeze, but you've already taken care of that well, one. Well, so. let me add about that. That rent freeze is useless. Honestly, when they do all rent freeze, all the uh, the people running for the election year, for the municipal, all four of them, are going to have rent freeze. Rent reduction. Or, no, actually, they're just saying rent freeze. Rent freeze is not going to make a difference, because if you're already set at a higher rent, like right now, if they get approved, these landlords... That's a rent freeze. That's a, that's a rent freeze, but you're still paying, right? So the twenty percent reduction on the rent, and also make a stipulation for all people. Like if you're, uh, if that comes into effect as a mayor, say like say you advertise the uh, apartment, and now the rent freeze is coming into effect. There'll be no way they can re- increase that suddenly. Say okay, the rent's gonna, the rent freeze is gonna, come, or the rent reduction is gonna come in about a month, give it a month. So we got, we got this much time to double the rent 
for advertising. No, that won't happen. There'll be all the I've got all these rules set out. There won't be any sun maintenance fees or uh, or uh, or I'll give you an example. Right now, the my building here, the new people taking over, like the new uh, vendors, they do this every three years when somebody comes in. They want to. They're charging the. Uh, they want to charge all the old tenants like me. They want to charge parking and want to retro it back to uh, the time you moved in. Now it's in the contract when you sign in. Hydro's covered. Apartments are uh, parking's covered. I've been telling all these tenants, they're all in panic mode. I said, no, 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 don't do it. It's in your contract. You do not pay for parking. It's in your contract when you sign that. You got a blocker, you have parking, hydro's included. The new people that live here, they move in, they got to pay hydro. It's a big difference. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's that's good. I, I, uh, I It's good to... Um the difference between rent freeze and rent reduction, that's that's really good. That's Oh yeah, rent, rent, rent freeze is nothing. Like if, if that couple like if they're paying twenty five hundred twenty five hundred now, that's a rent freeze. But they still can't afford it, right? So they're moving out. <laughs> so we'll make a difference when people see it. Okay. And my next question would be, um, predicated on you winning the mayor's chair, um, what kinds of things would you do to help the homeless problem in Toronto? You know, I it's funny, I just I was thinking this one. My mom, boy, my mom, my mom, my campaign manager, she made a good suggestion. She said, Phil, what about all those empty buildings? I said, you know what? Okay, like in my building, they got certain apartments allocated for people with mental disabilities. Right? The government pays for that. Right. Okay. I've counted, like, just offhand, from different wards of people I talked to the last three days, I've counted 52 buildings that are not fully empty, but they have empty apartments. So I wanted to make a range with the government, rather than trying to wait for affordable housing, which won't come in our lifetime. <laughs> so it's fake. And by the time, and by the time affordable housing catches up, there'll be a lot of people homeless. But I'll say, well, I can take some of those apartments right now that are empty. Like, there's right now, there's four year above me that are empty. They're not being rented out. Make arrangements with the government. The government pays, and the people that are living on the streets, put them in there. Or people with a uh, uh, low income, you know, they're trying to get affordable housing. Put them in there, temporary, not permanent, but just have a shelter there. So you're not like outside. You know what I mean? Yes. Just like there's 52 buildings right now that I'm counting like they're empty. They're quarter empty, some are half empty because the uh, because the rent is high. It comes down to the rent reduction. Also, another thing with the rent reduction is uh, with the 20 percent people that they're leaving their apartments, they may come back and say, "Okay, now we get we get 20 percent off." Okay, and they yeah. can move back in. But like all these apartments that are empty, like I I walk down the street, like you go downtown, right? Just see these empty lots and go, "Oh my god, what a waste!" You know, remember when the uh, they offered all the uh, property owners of the retail stores. If you go down Young Street, I went out there. When I went down last uh, Friday to get my put my nomination in, so I walked. I had time to kill. Like way early, so I walked up to Young Street, up to college, just to college, and I came back on both sides. And I counted twenty empty stores, all falling apart, disgusting. You know, if you're the if you're the owner of this property, make it look presentable. You just don't let it go like that, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> so. I, I had uh, switching gears. I had some stuff to say about uh, budget. Now, it's not a secret. I, I I don't think it's a secret that the city's bleeding money. I mean, you said it yourself. Oh God! Don't me go. <laughs> don't get me started. So, okay, you're you know you're to section thirty-seven, right? No, but why don't you tell my listeners? Oh, okay. What well, section thirty is? Uh, the city set up this fund years ago, and also section forty-five, where each ward is allotted money uh companies want to buy a lot they buy the lot they pay a percentage or what the interest is like it to the city the city collects that interest accumulates right now there's rule is there's no rules with this they can that the these uh these owners 
Like if you don't, if you ever go to a hand, you see some buildings look high, some low, some like because there's no restrictions, right? There's no right. restrictions about uh, well, like when, not zoning, but it comes to capacity. Like in Montreal, if you go to Montreal, they have a rule there. I've been there on Montreal, no city council there. Everything has to blend. You can't anything out of sync. You right. Know? Right. So everything has to blend. So over here with the budget, like I, like me, I say get rid of that thirty section thirty. I'll give you an example. I look. It's on public. It's all public knowledge. You go on the uh, site there. They give you a list of every ward. Right, and it's broken down to what each ward needs. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, one ward needs uh, they they've allotted seventy two thousand to make a community kitchen, a communal kitchen. I worked in community kitchens most of my life. I tell you, it ain't going to cost seventy two thousand. I mean, how many people use the kitchen? It's not used all around. It's for events, occasions, right? So I got at thirty seventy two thousand for that one. Just that one example, seventy two thousand for this communal kitchen. Okay, I I I worked in landscaping. I know contractors and bidders. So I got five bids. The highest was $45,000. That's just an example, right? So I just save money right there. So, you know the rule, when, this, when the city's going to pay for it, charge more, right? Right? So yeah, like, I've heard that. Like, this, uh, I got nothing against the, the mayor. I got nothing personally against this business, business. But, like, he caters to the high developers. Buys a property or sells it to high developers. They build it up, right? And that's it. It's done. The money goes out. Yeah, the money is the money is wasted. Like, okay, give me them. They just spent ten million dollars on some art, a bunch of artists. So some uh, for the uh, the new um, Ontario line going up. They made an announcement a couple weeks ago with Cadillac Fairview. Here's the funny thing: at the executive meeting or the last uh, council meeting, they had a presenter with Cadillac Fairview presenting with uh, ideas about extending that the condos way down. They had a whole map that had like sections, right? So they usually have to get a consultation with others and the public. Didn't happen. Next thing they have the announcement, we now have a uh, we're not going to get a hundred hundred twenty thousand affordable housing or something. Hundred twenty like they they fall under the, the new law. We got to if you're going to build a condo, you got to have a, a lot of area for affordable housing. Yes. And they have the deal for ninety nine ninety nine for ninety nine years. That makes you laugh when they have that ninety nine years. So like that that just got suddenly proved. So I like I said I have backup from Ottawa. I looked into it. You know what? People are not realizing it, but. He's got stuff going on with Cadillac Fairview, like he's, there's no consultation of many things. Right now, it's going to go through, unless something is stopped. There's a way to stop it. I'm not going to tell you on the phone, because <laughs> he's going to try to stop it. <laughs> but there's, way to, there's simple ways of stopping it. But for me, uh, you know the former mayor, John Sewell? His name John Sewell. I've heard of him, yes. Yeah, he made an announcement there uh, back in, uh, not too long ago. He said... If city council hasn't got anything done by now in the years, they're not going to get anything done in the future. <laughs> the, I mean, the old city council, you know. Yeah. Uh, for, for I had a... I mean, just, uh, I would just cut off all, get rid of all, and not necessarily red tape, but all the money spent, all the, how long it takes. Why does it take, I tell them my, my Facebook, why does it take three months? Like, if a, there's, a, there's a Starbucks down the road for me that just went up in three months. So I went to talk to the guy. I tell him, it took me, it took him two and a half months to get it passed, surveyed, Process license. I said, really? How come it takes ten years to get a sh- get a lot for a shelter? <laughs> really? So I said, how do we do this? How do we get a whole bunch of Starbucks set up and have a deal? We'll just make a back room for the homeless. That way they get a shelter. You know? That's Be a gr- <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, no, I had an example that I, I wanted to run by. It's it's kind of example that I, I give to all the the people that I interview. So I I, I don't know if you're aware. Maybe you are, but um, so. 
as you know, living in Toronto, we have all these these festivals, all these events here that happen in Toronto. Whether it's a Scotiabank uh, Caribbean Carnival, or Taste of the Danforth, or Pride, or Taste of Little Italy, and they're all um, they all get money from the city of Toronto. Whether it be I, I'm not sure what the word is, whether it be a loan or a grant or something, and they're all for the most part privately the the events themselves are privately funded or the organizations are privately funded and i'm talking millions of dollars oh yeah yeah there is no and they're also funded uh, they they get money from the province as well oh, there yeah. is no reason that the city should be giving any money whether it's $25,000 or $250,000 it doesn't matter they they should not be giving any money especially for a city that's just coming out of covid that's bleeding money and and not in a a, a the position personally that I think that to be just giving away money your I thoughts totally, I, I totally agree with you it's true well I asked a while back, how come they, you don't get equal funding if you're funding all these, I mean, I love one of these things like the Pride and all that, but like you said, millions are spent. Not just also people investing, but also the uh, the tourists, right? Yes. That brings the money in there too, right? It's all, uh, it's honestly, I mean, I think it's all politics. It's like, yeah, we, you're the city. We're, we're, we're supporting this cause. Here's a couple of hundred million or whatever, a couple hundred thousand, you know? We don't need it. We just, yeah, take it. We're looking good. It's all a case of politics and you know, Indian Indian, you're just, like, you're getting it like, okay, Pride is not going to be equally funded with Caribbean or Santa Claus Parade. Okay, look at Santa Claus Parade. That's all privately funded, right? That I didn't know. I thought that that did rely on city funding. They came from, they also have, they have private donations, too. I talked to a few people there. That's also, uh, oh, like the, uh, you know, they have the, the celebrity, the celebrity clowns. They have to pay, a, I think it was $1,000 they got to pay to participate in the parade. Oh, okay. You know, the, you know the clowns that come at the beginning of the parade? Yes. Yeah, they're called the celebrity clowns. So they pay, uh, I think it's, I think it's a, I don't know if it's gone up, but you pay a thousand, I think. They got to pay to be in the parade, to, and the money goes to the parade for the next year. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's been, that's been, that's been on for a long time now. So, uh, I, if you're going to, if you're going to fund these places, that's got to be equal, right? Like even the CNE, the CNE is not funded by the city, it's private. See? It's, you know, the, um, a couple years ago, this is when Tory just came in, uh, they went on strike. You remember when the CNA went on strike for a while? Yes. They wanted more money. So I talked to a few of them. I know, so you get, when you volunteer, you get to know all the people. <laughs> <laughs> so I talked to a few. Actually, he made a statement. It's in the web. It's in the, uh, they go on the web there. He, uh, he said, it's nice to have, what do you say? It's nice to have hot dogs and donuts and all the winning. He said, we've got to bring the scene into international so we roll renowned. So I'm looking at that and said, okay, so wait a minute. We are international. The city, the world looks at us international, you know? Yes. You know, there's one, there's one entity in Toronto that a lot of the world comes to to see how we do it, how we're so successful, even above New York. And you know what it is? What I is? talk to a lot of people. It's the most obvious thing, what I just mentioned about libraries, the library system. We have one of the best library systems in the world. Really? Yeah, and even, even like... Even above New York, like the really New York library, like it's been around for like it's such a humongous building. I've been there, and even above Montreal. But New- Toronto's library system is most 
renowned around the world. I've talked to people all around the world. Even my friends in Egypt go, oh, I want to see your library in Egypt. When I'm in Toronto, I come to, when I come to the old guy, he's like, really? What's the big deal? We, we take our granted, right? But the, if you think of all the things we do in our library, we have them, the things, the freebies, the, uh, the, 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 the programs they offer, you know, internet, all this, and they, they don't get that around the world. They got to pay for that. And they don't have a library system like ours, you know? Yeah, if you look it up, just look up one day, if you have a chance to say, Toronto Library, world-renowned, you see what the amount, and all the reviews, people, oh, wow, amazing, they come to visit the cat. They've actually, other systems from different countries, the library systems come over, because uh, I talked to the library staff, they actually said, if we have people come over from another part of the, say, Sweden, where they want to see how our system works, and they go on a tour, and they show them the whole thing, how it works, and it's just amazing, it's something to be proud of. A lot of people don't know that. Wow, yeah, no, I didn't even know that. Yeah, we're, Toronto's like, yeah, and it's like, Toronto Library, really? But I think we're so used to having all these things, like when you go there, you get the features and the uh, programs they offer, and the, you know, they give you free uh, free uh, advice and seminars, how to do your, your, like your resume, just all kinds of stuff. And the staff is just amazing, you know. But yeah, they, they people, world, we're, known, we're known for our Santa Claus priest and our, world, our Toronto libraries. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Just, uh, yeah, I just, I was, calls me nice to the staff. They're just nice, yeah. So... Moving forward, um, what are your thoughts on our transit system and what, uh, what we should be investing on um, going forward, whether, whether it be subways, LRTs, or maybe everyone should just shut up and get shovels in the ground, you know what I mean? <laughs> what for 14 years now we've been talking about that the reason for all the uh, reviews well look at Tori he's, his, his smart track was a dud <laughs> he's almost proud of his six stops I, that's great yes you know but it, that was a dud you remember when he first came in he, yeah I remember the, I was watching the debate the last three days like 2014 or 20, you know, the, yeah 2014 debate he holding up this, this picture he had of the subway smart track subway stops in, in uh, connection with the subway system but that didn't happen that didn't happen they had nothing going but as for me, like, okay, the, uh, they're building out now the, uh, the McCowan line, the, uh, the Scarborough Trans, uh, the Scarborough Subway. So, uh, you know, she, uh, Council Sh- Shelley Carroll? Yes. Yeah, she's been, I don't know, she's been drawing for years to get the, uh, extension from the Shepherd line and the Fairview Mall. They stopped there. Now, they go on the McCowan, it's going to stop up at, uh, I forget now. But there's just a big, there's not much of a gap. So my, if I was mayor, I'm going to, I'm going to say, Wait, you got the drills there. You got, you're under right now. They're born right now. You got them there. Why don't you just go all the way through? You know, it's going to cost more money to bring them in when they decide after 20 years, oh, let's extend it after 20 years. Oh, let's bring the drill back. You got the drills. Just keep drilling. <laughs> you know, and just get it set up. I agree. need that. What about um, expanding transit uh, in the west to Mississauga and in the east to Durham region? It should. It should have been done a long time ago. You know, you know the, uh, you know, the, I mean, it's funny when I drive, when I go, uh, when I'm going uh, east on the 401 during the week when I got to go somewhere, you see the, the backup traffic, right? All the way from, jeez, uh, Pickering, all the way down past Victoria Park, going to Keele, like it's just backed up, just before the COVID. And I was thinking around driving, I go, what do we need? Is, this, is it an elevated subway? Not subway, but elevated LTR right in the middle there, just right in the middle, and then you know, avoiding all that traffic, you know, just. Just ext- they got the room to do it, extending all the way down to Young, going underground, then coming up, going all the way, and past the Mississauga Airport. I'm sorry, past the airport to Mississauga. That should have been a long time ago. They got the room to do it. I don't know why they have this fear about digging underground. 
not doing what it is. We got the capacity. They've done their. They've done. That's what they've done. They spent millions on surveys. That's the other thing that kills me. Surveys. <laughs> <laughs> we spent two million dollars on doing a survey. Really? Why don't you just keep, grab a piece of paper, go to home, go to Staples, grab a grab a clipboard, and go count. <laughs> I did all my research on my own. You know, I did uh, talking to libraries, staff, talking to all kinds of volunteers, getting information with the buildings. All the stuff I told you. That's all done on volunteer. There's no money involved. In that it's just talking and just and even seeing the sites being shown and what do you think about the province uploading the uh, i'm not sure the the transit um i i don't know if the right word is responsibilities to metro links oh you mean the uh mean like uh given the, the responsibility of, of uh extend expelling it all yes yeah well that's because they got tons of money <laughs> they got they got so much money Get everything done. That's why they. That's what the problem is when they, uh, when they the unions get together. That's why you see all uh, the problems there. But because Metro Metro uh, Transit and then the other unions, as you've seen the last this last what twenty years, they, that's why there's always delays. Like, there's never one completed project in Toronto that's been on time and under budget or on budget. They had a list of the Toronto Star one. I should have cut it out. They had a whole list of the subway. Like remember the um, on Lakeshore there, they're building the. Uh, the tracks for the streetcars coming to the depot? Yes. Well, they made a mistake. They didn't, I don't know who, who screwed up, but the tracks didn't meet. One was higher than the other. They had to redo it. <laughs> you know, just just bad planning. You know? Do you remember Potty you know, Your Road off the DVP? No, no, I don't drive. I, I tried to. Oh, okay. It's, it's I, just, if you go on the DVP going toward, uh, going up north toward, uh, before you hit Lawrence. There's a side road. It's called Potty Road. It's a straight. It's a it's a steep uphill. That's a major area. Cars come down. It's just during rush hour. But they redid that. This is years ago. This is under uh, Den- my ward actually, Dennis Dennis Wong. He if that was his responsibility. And they screwed up. They had to they had to they had to redo the whole thing. I think. I don't know what the something to do with the um, I think it was something to do with the guardrails, the safety concerns. They didn't take that account about the height or the. Uh, the measurements, there's, they had to go by certain speculations, but that wasn't taken into account, so they had to read it through a certain area. So just, that's wasted money right there. Just, like you said, you just, there's no need to waste all this money. Like I said, get rid of Section 37. That's, it doesn't, get rid of it. First of all, if, I, if I'm going to be mayor, first thing I'm going to do is freeze everything. Because I'm mayor, I want to know what money's coming in and what's going out, and why it's going out that way. I agree. And, um... It's nice. It seems like I don't know if it's what you're saying, but is it like um, you're you're open to suggestion? Nothing's off the table, kind oh, of. No, no, no. You gotta be. You gotta have fresh ideas. You can't go there with a staunch like I'm gonna do it my way. This is my way. No, your way. Just no. You gotta have it's give and take, right? It's like military. We gotta like strategize, right? You know, like like I uh, you know, I'll give you a pretty crude example. The Black Lives Matter came to go see Tory, right? He said he would not see them in public, only in private. So that's, are you negotiating? It's either your way or no way. So as of right now, he's never talked to them openly in public, right? Or like the, the, uh, the uh, you know, you know the nurse, I forget even had that on my website. She, no, the nurse works with homeless. Uh, a while back, she made an announcement she was going to go down to the city hall with, with a bunch of people and pray down there. And she said she's coming on this day to talk to John Tory about the homeless because people are dying on the streets, right? I think it was pouring rain that day, but uh, he wouldn't come out. And to see them, and uh, he had one of his assistants. So I said to myself, okay, so you're the mayor. Like, you take an oath, right? You take an oath to serve the military, you share everybody. There's no discrimination, 
right? You take an oath to serve the city, you serve everybody. So if I'm the mayor and I can't, if I, I'm, I'm, I've got an appointment booked ready for that day, okay. So I would say, okay, I can't see that day. How about I see you this day or the day before or the day or week after, right? And then if you're going to uh, honor the nurses, like you going on about, you know, I support the nurses and all that stuff. But yeah, here's a nurse working with the homeless for over 20 years. I forgot her name, right? It's right on my, uh, I just sent her a message to ask the doctor. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's pathetic, you know, you had respect. You say one thing, but you're doing another thing, right? Yes. It's also another bad list. I'm going off topic here. Uh, back to the, uh, remember a couple of years they had a, uh, a lady came to do a speech at the library. The library's had open forum, right? And they had people come do uh, talks. And there was a big stink about it because she was talking against the transgenders in bathrooms. Do you remember this? Um, I'm trying to rack my brain. And John Turner, I mean, come in and he tried to, the the, uh, the the owner the, uh, the the CEO of the library wouldn't back down. She wouldn't. She says it's an open library. It's an open forum, right? So the the council advisor, her staff advisor, uh, the people who work in the library, I talked to many of them. They were disappointed. They didn't want that happening. So I'm saying, okay. So so you honor your when you protect your city, you honor your city, you serve your city. Okay. So basically, you're saying I support the LGBTQ plus community. But here's a here's a here's a public Speaker going to our public public library to speak against one of these groups, transgenders. You know, so for me, I would have, I would have put a law right there before it even happened. I would say, listen, put a by they're quit doing bylaws. Put a law on nobody can come to Toronto, you know, and make fun of any race, nationality, sexuality, whatever your gender is, whatever you are, whatever you believe in, faith, whatever. If you want to do it in private, that's fine. Because basically you're saying, like, yeah, I, I, I take an oath to destroy my city. Oh, yeah, come on in and uh, insult one of my my city my city groups. You know, like you might as well just go and raise the uh, pride flag and say, yeah, I'm raising the pride flag. Here, here's an anti-group against a transgender society. I mean, that's just hypocritical. I talk, talk, I got, I'm part of the LGBTQ, I got lots of friends there. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. You say one thing, but you do another, right? They shouldn't be allowed. They, and, and a couple years ago, they had another... Group there, same on the same CEO. She invited a bunch of uh, neo Nazis over, right? But she said they were only keen to pray. But still, they're in a public forum. See, the library as a system, where they say fair speech and all this, but that's got to change. That's from the old days, you know. That's that's from way back. There's nothing to change. So when they when the city advises her, the mayor says don't do it, but she still does. What do you say? Are you trying to take a stand? Are you making a stand? So basically, you're saying okay. So now you're going to have a group from uh, another country that is against all uh, gay marriages. So she's going to provide a, a forum, which she said she's taught she would do. She would provide a public forum so they can come to a public library. And I say public because it is for everybody. And she, they can present themselves. So so you got a group of uh, young kids from high school. They're just in a group now about uh, coming out and uh, dealing with the public and uh, identifying themselves, being comfortable the way they are, and their sexuality. Next thing you hear, this room next door, and people are talking highly about, oh, this is wrong about marriage and all, and all of the sin. So like, you see the hypocrisy there? That's why that, that's got to change. A public forum is for, for expressing yourself not in a deliberate, mocking way, or not to insult anybody, or not to, you know, defame anybody. You know, it's not your place. You want to have it private in your basement, in your apartment, or your house, or wherever, or in your backyard. That's fine, but not a public, right? I agree. <laughs> Going off topic. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, so, should you be successful in winning the mayor's chair, are you prepared to work with 
any level of government of any uh, political stripe? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got back of Ottawa. I got all the inside of scoop with all these these guys. Oh, for, <laughs> actually, you know they're all pretty good. It's just a lot of it's all displayed. It's got to put a certain image on them. I say drop the image. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I like I just drop the image. Just let's talk. You know, like got the strike going on right now with the, uh, the the construction workers right now. There's just so much politics and just ambiguity. We just going to just like get rid of all the stuff on the table. Just let it go. But yeah, I work with all of them. Yeah. I work with I work for I work for all those government basically, <laughs> so I know what they're like. <laughs> and uh, what's your feeling about the relationship between the city of Toronto and the Toronto police itself, and maybe what we can do better versus what uh, needs to be done? And then ultimately, at the end, I'll I'll, I'll ask you whether or not you believe uh, police. Uh, community police should be back in schools. Oh, that should have been, yeah. Well, I don't think it should, it should be, not, not like, you're not like having the, like, and enforcing it, just as community. But I've been through racism, like, with the community, with police. I, my brother-in-law, he's retired Metro, uh, Metro, well, he worked for Metro 14 years, and then he went to Durham and he retired. He's a, and he's a white Jamaican. His uncle was the first black cop of Toronto. And he gave out his, uh, his, diplo- his diploma on his graduation, a big surprise, he came out of retirement. But as for racism in the military, I got zero tolerance for racism. I'll give you an example. Any, any police officer that's trained with the police, they know nothing about racism. And I've seen it myself. I have no, there's the zero tolerance for, if, you, if you're, if you're presenting your, okay, an example. Uh, what happened in the States? The cop that killed the, uh, what's the name there? Put his, put his, his knee on his, on his, on his neck. George, George Floyd. You're, you're talking about George Floyd. Yeah, you know what that is? That's just, that's just pure hatred. Because if you're, even if you, like, you know, when you get, if you say a cop gets something, you're a racist, you're going on suspension with pay, right? You're still a racist. You're not getting rid of the situation. You can't go on uh, these courses and, like, you're on learning course, I'm giving back to the community, because they get the racism inside them, no matter what. And that, that actually prejudices your conduct as an officer for a situation. Like that situation in the States, because that prejudice was in him, instilled him from way back, the way he's raised, that, 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 if he didn't have that kind of presence, that guy would not be dead. That guy not would be dead right there, right? I remember I was on the reserves, coming back with my buddies. We're all in uniform from the reserve down to Fort York. This is like back in uh, 84. Started driving back. We went off Lawrence to the McDonald's back then over there. We pulled over, and this uh, police uh, cop car pulled over us, right? Two uniform officers got out. And people don't believe when I tell this. I said, they looked at me. Why my life? They took my license. Not my friend. My friend's white. My, my buddy Steve. And took my license. They asked me what I'm doing. And I have a weapon. <laughs> I'm in a uniform. <laughs> and uh, and then I said, and they said, hey, you can you can go right now. So then uh, the one guy I was talking to my buddy Steve and the other guys. I asked them, what why'd you come over? Oh, we didn't trust you. Didn't you know? I said, uh, what do you mean? Well, look at you. They let anybody in now. <laughs> really? I'm in uniform. They let anybody in? <laughs> That's just pure racism right there. See, that prejudices that guy's con- uh, behavior. Zero tolerance for police prejudice. You can't go in court, it's still in you. You can't say that he's a, uh, he's a, uh, what, uh, seen the light or he's a uh, converted or whatever. It's not going to happen. Like the carding. I've been to carding myself. There's zero tolerance for calls. There shouldn't be any carding, right? There should not be any like that. If you got something, if you got people in the police, and there are people that are still prejudiced, I've seen it, you know, and they're old school. A lot of them old school, like they're from the old days. It's still a new one because they carry that prejudice along with their children. Then you should be serving the public. That pred- when we took an oath to serve the military, we 
saying those things like, oh, we're only going to protect the uh, certain nationalities, but forget that, forget. No, no, no. It's overall, right? It's like when you take it off the surface city, you're protecting everybody. If you're going to delete, delete somebody out of that whole society, like transgenders, you're not, you're not serving. You know, you're not serving your city. You're not taking the note seriously. Oh, well, no, that was well put. Um, the only th- other thing that I would say about the police is that, aside from the race issue, there's also the mental health aspect. I can't um, skip this part without talking about uh, former officer James Versillo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you see that gun-ho, gun-ho Versillo? Gun-ho. <laughs> I've, never he- I've never heard that. Freeze. Oh yeah, we we have we have crazy military. We call them gun. We are talking about them. Hey, it's gun hosts for somebody who's going on trial. <laughs> Meaning that you, uh, it's true. I don't I don't know if you ever has a gun, but you know, you held a you held a weapon. You got a weapon of destruction in your hand, right? They train you, right? This is a weapon. They actually sh- how they showed us when, <laughs> when you're in the military. They put these blanks on these weapons, and they show us on a range how far a blank could damage just a blank, not a not a not a bullet. But damage can be done with just a blank. So this guy, like, you get people that are gun. Oh, you know, I got a. a I'm trained, but I'm, you know, the, the ego takes over, the gun takes over, I got power, and he's, he's seen it. Well, shoot the guy was, but how many times are you going to shoot the guy? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sure, he had a knife in his hand. He's, he's threatening people, on the, you know, but he said, uh, like, even, like, uh, a lot of these, a lot of, then, honestly, there's, right now, back then, there is no system of police force to, to properly train police. Now they have it, they're getting better, but to train people, Officers to deal with mental people with disabilities, you know, mental problems, right? Like the guy they the the killed in BC, the guy they tasered at the airport, all the security, fifteen guys tased, surround him, taser him. He's like, and he's still fighting it because he's a big guy, and they kill him off, right? Because because they, you know the the adrenaline's running. Oh, we gotta take him down, we gotta take him down. He's like, he's so moody. Get him again, get him again. It's like this guy. He shoots him once, shoots him twice. Next thing, he's dead. Okay, did you get him with the first bullet? Why don't you just why don't you just do what everybody else? Shoot the guy in the leg. Why would you shoot him? I mean. That's how you tear Take the guy down. Don't kill the guy. Take the guy down. Don't shoot the guy in the head or the heart. Now he's dead. Take the guy down, right? If you're going to shoot the guy, take him down. Shoot him in the leg or the foot. Just, you know, incapacitate. Don't kill the guy off. Killing is, is, is all these, you know, a lot of influence of the media and stuff. Like these officers, like, and then I heard he broke his parole or whatever later on. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm just going to step in there. I actually, on my regular side of my podcast did an episode on James Fursillo and my co-host he um he had to step away because of medical issues but for that episode he was there and he said the same things you said shoot him in the leg and I looked at my co-host and I said you are not qualified to say that but you actually are Philip you are qualified to say that yeah I'm in the military how does you know (laughs) Like so, I'm gonna ask John Terry, what do you got? Why do you have a gun? You know, John Terry has a gun, right? I did not know that. Yeah, it was in the news. That's why well, I heard I reading the news. He, he carried, apparently, he carried a. That's what I heard. He carried a gun down to the homeless because he felt scared. You know, they might. They're like, <laughs> you want to hear my funny joke scenario? He goes downtown with a gun, right? Now I don't think he has to use it. So he sees the homeless guy coming out of the corner, reaching for him. He says, "Excuse me, Mr. Tory." And he takes a gun. And he shoots him dead. He's dead. Not dead. He's he's down. Right? And he the Tori's hovering the guy. He goes, "What are you trying to get me? You want to kill me? I got you first. And he goes, "No, no, Mister. There was a cockroach on your shoulder. I was trying to get it off your shoulder." <laughs> so now the guy's dead. The police arrive. They, what happened? He says, "This guy takes. This guy tried to kill me. I took him down. Who's going to be the witness? Just a cockroach." <laughs> 
joke. <laughs> That's funny. That is hilarious. So, you want to hear my Costco joke? Sure. Okay. Actually, actually I'm going to pick it like on a tray. Just these jokes are here. <laughs> okay. Homeless family sitting outside of in their, in their station rack outside of Costco. Family of four. Mother, daughter, father, son. Right? And it's open. People are coming out. And the mayor comes out with all this stuff. John Tory. And the father says, excuse me, mayor, could you spare me a, can you spare me a dollar for a cup of coffee? And he turns out, sorry, I'm sorry, sir. I only give in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. They're going to laugh sometimes, yeah. Like you said, I'm, I'm called and I said, yeah, shoot a lick. We're always trained that. We're, always, it's, we're not trained to kill. The people will say, oh, you're trained to kill. No, you're not. You're trained to defend yourself, right? Take the guy down. Then if it's not, if it has a choice, you have no choice. But in a war situation, it's different, right? But like this, when I saw the, when I saw the, uh, the, 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 the crew, actually, you know thing? They don't show all the footage, by the way. When they show all the stuff on the, the, you know, him in the streetcar, him shooting. There's other footage they don't show. They won't show that because it's restricted, right? So uh, I, I saw the footage myself, and I was like, really? I was sitting there going, having my coffee, go, boom, boom, boom. Really? Are you going to stop or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who's got the mental problem there? Oh, my gosh. Right? See? <laughs> um, Who's got the mental problem right there? Oh. See? Shouldn't have been a trial. I mean... Just gone. Get him out of there. Right? Yep. And that prejudice. See, that's prejudice right there because he doesn't know how to deal with mental people, people with mental problems. My sister, I'll show you, my sister's a, she's a retired nurse. She used to work at sick kids. First, she was an ECE worker with special needs. That's how I got there to work with kids and all. And uh, and then she worked at uh, sick kids and then she went to Durham. She worked because of her special needs training. She worked with kids from different schools with special needs. Now she's retiring. But she was telling me the same thing. You just, people, if you don't know how to deal with people with mental problems, you don't. Don't take things in your own hands, right? Absolutely. Like I had a thing with the library years ago. Uh, I was at the Ferry Library, and a guy there, tall guy, and he had he had a mental problem. He had his, uh, his caseworker was with him, and uh, and he was conf- confronting the one of the librarians there, and she was trying to like keep it cool and all that stuff. And I was getting mad. And then the caseworker says, "You don't want to get him mad." I was like, "What? You don't want to get him mad?" So then I, he left. And he was very—he was just in a, a mode just to be mean and nasty. And then I—I uh, I took I talked to the manager. I goes, you know what? Your staff's not trained to deal with that. That sh- they should not be putting their lives on the line like that because they don't know what the guy's going to do. He might flip out or whatever, and she's she could be dead or incapacitated and she's on disability. You know. And I I, I phoned the the uh, library. I don't I don't think I talked to uh, the CEO or somebody else. And they say, well, we train our staff about scenarios. I go, yeah, but I talked to my sister. It's a nurse. She says, there's a difference between training your staff and dealing with what they train people that have mental disabilities like, like the police. They're not properly trained. So you just, you're basically going on instinct, right? Right. No, and then like, and like they get, and they, uh, like I say, did you hear about that, uh, the black cop? She got shot by the police. They thought she had mental problems so they killed her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like because uh, they thought she, she presented herself right so she looked like she had mental problems but no they're still working on that but uh, if you're not you're not properly trained to like uh, to deal with like I we're trained we're trained to uh, deal with certain scenarios I'll give you an example uh, do you remember a couple years ago down at the library at City Hall there was a stabbing um not exactly go ahead though so what happened was uh Somebody got stabbed, a guy got stabbed by a guy with a mental problem, right? You know? And uh, and funny thing is, two weeks before that, I was downtown, 
and I was in line for the, uh, the, the you know, the quick uh, internet, like 10 minutes you go on, you stand in line. Yeah. This guy was behind me. This guy that actually stabbed the guy. So he was behind me, and I knew he had some something going on because he was hyper, and he was getting mad because he was getting frustrated because he's in the lineup. So I turned around, I said, uh, you want to use the internet right away? I go, yeah, and he's like, going on. And I said, tell him, I'm only giving like five minutes. I just got to check something, I got to get out of here. He's like, so he's like, you shook my hands. Oh, thanks, man, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. He calmed down, right? Mm-hmm. Just, so, two weeks later, I heard somebody got stabbed, and I said, they showed the picture of the guy, hey, I just talked to the guy. Something might have happened. He might have said something to the other guy and sent him off, and that happens, right? And it's just like that. And it happened so fast. But I met the guy two weeks before in the lineup. And, I, and he shook my hand, and he thanked me for, like, uh, being fast. I said, no, no, I'm going to be fine, minutes. I'm just going to go uh, check him. i got to take off right away. So I said, I, tur- I went on the internet. I turned around. I said, go ahead, man. He said, oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I said, no problem. So I just common sense, just, you know, you can, th- you can see, like, I'm not meant trained with, with people with mental problems. My sister's trained me a few ways. But as you can see, the guy's have a problem. Like, he's shaking, he's nervous, he's hyper. And that's why you just say, uh, what do you need? In other words, you want to go ahead of me. Just like that, but I'm not properly trained. I'm just going by your say. But other people take it for they take it another way. Like, get away from me! Don't come here! I'm going to shoot you. You know, <laughs> example the uh, the uh, the uh, streetcar. Yeah. You know? So. I had a, a one absurd thing that I wanted to talk about before we close up, and this used to be a bylaw in Toronto. I don't know if it still exists, but when you hear what it is, it's completely absurd. Oh, go <clears throat> So, uh, like I said, I don't know if it still exists, but once upon a time, it was illegal for you to walk to to walk your alligator down Young Street on Sundays. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's ridiculous. And, yeah, there's, 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 another, there's another one. Not just the alligator, something else there. Uh, since we were all like, the laws coming about the animals and all, you know the other about the chickens now? Chickens in your backyard? <laughs> they going on about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, about the chickens and the chicken poop and the, uh, the talking accounts about that, you know? But yeah, there was, uh, yes, Years ago, uh, do you remember the, uh, you know, remember the CNE years ago? Oh, for our time, if you look at the old pictures, you see all the stuff that went on the CNE. You used to have horses jumping off, jumping off, off, uh, uh, not trampolines, but off, uh, like a plank. Yeah. Going in the water. They had all kinds of crazy things. They had animals. They were little animal, uh, animal rights back then. Like, there wasn't an effect then. But they had all kinds of stuff going on. A lot of, a lot of animals got killed, like, but they had alligators, part of, like, circus shows and, uh, like vaudeville things going on, they had people living down there. Yeah, they had people. It was a concern that you, because uh, they thought there was a, there was a, <laughs> not, not an alligator, there was something, alligators and some, two other things I can't remember. So, so they basically, would go and, you know, take a tour and walk the territory. <laughs> yeah, they put that law in effect. So yeah. basically, <laughs> it's so ba- funny. yeah, ba- based on based on the bylaw, the way that I read it, you can walk your alligator down Young Street on any day except Sunday. Well, Sunday's the day of prayer. You want to, you know, you want to go pray with your alligator, right? That's what you want to go on the streets. <laughs> That's a joke we have, you know. Is it a Catholic alligator or a Baptist? I don't know. You can't be on the streets on Sunday because it's a day of prayer and Lent. <laughs> That's so funny. And the funny is, there's no people on Sunday on, on downtown anyway. It's all quiet, so it makes more sense to have a bylaw during the week than on a Sunday, right? Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, so funny. So. Sorry, switching gears, what do you see predicated on you winning the mayor's chair? What do you see for the immediate future of Toronto and then for the entire um, term of uh, uh, four years for Toronto? 
Well, first thing I said is I want, I want that rent, rent reduction right there. That's the, I'm, I'm going for that. I want to get that. We need it. It's you know it's they're all concentrated on the higher things, getting things done about this, this affordable housing. But you know what this mayor has neglected is us, you, me, people. See, if you haven't been poor, you can't relate. If you haven't been racist, you know. Have a, I, I'm going to ask him. Like, I'm going to ask a question. How would you feed a family of four on twenty dollars a week? And I'm going to ask another question. Maybe you know this. During the COVID, what was the one edible item that you could not get for almost a year and a half? And it was in high demand. It was sold in everywhere. You know, you couldn't even get it. Because I'm a baker. I do baking. I do cooking for... Yeast. It was uh, ye- yeast. yeast. You couldn't find yeast anywhere. That is right. Yeah, because we we tried. We went to hundreds of places. We couldn't oh, find yeah, any. I tried. I'm a baker. I have connections. They couldn't get me nothing. <laughs> but, uh, that, 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 was, that and the toilet paper. <laughs> oh, yeah, toilet paper is yeah, you know, I mean, you can't have yeast, you can't use toilet paper, right? <laughs> but uh, that was the one, and I was like, like, things like that that he would not know about. Because, you know, when you, I'm not saying because you're born rich, it's an ignorance, but just if you're raising a certain family of lawyers and money, and so you're you're dealing with property, you're selling off to the rich, right? Forget everybody else. And what is it, and I'm going to ask you, what is everything that has to be downtown? What about the other wards? <laughs> There's other wards, like there's other, you've seen this where you live, there's lots of areas like you can build up, right? Yeah, definitely. I remember, like, I remember the years ago they were proposing building the uh, Sky Dome, and they, they, nobody, wanted, nobody wanted it downtown. They said, where are they going to put it? Because back then there was that, that space there was all just, just let go, right? But they didn't want it downtown because they already had Maple Leaf Garden still, call back then, right? And they had the CFL at the CNA back then before the soccer came, so it was already packed. And then they built the uh, the Scotia Bank, enough Scotia Bank, the uh, the uh, soccer arena there in the C and E. And that was a shame because it took my it took my favorite ride away, the uh, the Alpine car. Oh, that's a classic, you know. So, I'm just picturing uh, if 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 Tory got his way, just picture this. This is the city now with the with the gas the gas prices. Okay. So he didn't want he didn't want the C and E. He wanted to get it all international. So he wanted to get it all the vendors and all the stuff. The CNE is a cheap vacation for families that are struggling. It's a place to go and let out. It's been like that. It's been a tradition all these years. You want to get rid of that. You want a more. You want a hotel. I saw the map. You want a hotel there. You know, like a casino. He wanted a like a international things. Like a, get rid. He wanted to get rid of all that. So if he got away, there'd be no CNE. And then if he got his way, I know you saw the video when he lost his temper. He didn't get the uh, the toll toll bridges, the toll on the highway pass. Yes. Yeah. So if he got his way, there'd be no CNE. So then you'd have to go out, drive up to Canada's Wonderland, but you can't because as a struggling family, you can't afford to pay the toll, and see, and the and the Wonderland's too expensive. So you got, and then the gas prices, and you can't afford driving that far. So if he had his way, if you look back now, it's a good thing he had his way all in. <laughs> He's like, well, God, what's it? Uh, Councilor Mallow proposed that. Josh Mallow, he wanted the tolls on the uh, on the roads there and all. I can understand you're making tolls to build a, to uh, to pay for the highway, but. It's already been paid off years ago. Right. You know? So, <laughs> so as I see, let's go. So back to what you're questioning, reduce the rent, going after these landlords, and not just a one-shot deal like it's going to happen a month. It's an ongoing thing. You go from the least, the worst to the least. You gotta get, it's going to take a while, but you're going to get these things fixed. There's no reason why you're doubling the rent, why you're not getting things done. The guy below me, he's waiting three years to get his, uh, his bathroom, the ceiling, replaced. Right? guy above me, he's been seven years to get his clock door back. They took it away seven years ago to fix it. He hasn't got it back yet. Wow. <laughs> they got a curtain. But things like that. 
You know, these landlords, if you got the, if you got the money to raise the rent and you're collecting rent, and the, and this is the thing, they want to charge more because they're like my bathroom here. I've been here 16 years. Both taps, the sink, and the bathroom are replaced three times because cheap taps, cheap cheap parts. You know, that's why they want to raise the rent. They want to buy more cheap parts, put it in, and then they keep raising the rent. So get rid of the get rid of that. Go out to the landlords, and you know what the food the uh, the food banks, the 900 million they waste every year in food alone. Yes. Yeah, I, I was watching, I was talking to people, the lady I want to get a hold of, she was on the, uh, on the news not too long ago. She said 900 pounds of, or 900 million of food is wasted every year. And she's unfortunately, they don't have a system to distribute it, you know? So, like, remember, like, the blue box that it came to effect? People had to get used to that? Mm-hmm. Blue box, yeah. So I would do, that's on my, also on my uh, Facebook, is to uh, set up a system of the city. It'll take a while. But set up a system that, like, for example, my uh, my postal worker, his son works for Longos, and he says the, the amount of chicken they throw out every day is just incredible. But they have no place to put it, to freeze it, to get out of there. So they got to throw it away. So I want to get a place like that example, get it set up. They, you know, instead of throwing it, you say, okay, the truck's coming to pick it up. Freezer truck's going to pick it up. Going to distribute it to the depot. Go to the depot, go to the food banks. Right? Yep. Lessen the lineups. People are fed. The rents reduce. You got some little perks, you know, we got little, nothing big, nothing like fancy condos going up and like this and that, just little perks. That's what I say, like, you forgot us, Mr. Tory. You forgot the people that live here, you know? You go down, if you get a chance to go down Young Street, up the college, just take a look, you see how disgusting it looks. Is this un, like, but you see booming Young Street before the COVID, and even, I went there last year, it was bad, but now I went there just last Friday, get the uh, nomination, it was disgusting. I said, this, what, what's, What's going on? What's up? They want everything downtown. Well, actually, I'll tell you real quick. I'm not going to say where, but I, I actually work for a delivery companies, so I am all over the city every single day. So I, I understand completely what you're saying. Oh, it's just there's no there's a reason. It ain't like the uh, well, all those people that own the stores, the, the, all those on Young Street. Whoever owns those stores, that's another thing. As a mayor, I said, you know what? You got so much time to get that. Ref- if you're trying to rent a place out, make it look presentable. Like, it's just a dump. <laughs> I was walking on uh, up, up Young before I went to do my nomination. I had time to kill, so I walked up with this couple behind me, and this guy was, like, urinating between between two stores, just right there. <laughs> so I just, like, and like and, and Young Street's dead. There's nothing there. You got empty stores, then you got a fancy restaurant, right? <laughs> you got empty stores, and then you go on Queen Street, you got all these nice shoe stores, but in between all the shoes, there's nothing there. I said, well, I guess there must be a demand for shoe stores, not food anymore. <laughs> I, I've been mad since, uh, so I used to, I, I spent about two years um, in, in, a, in a foster home at uh, Danforth and Logan, and they used to have a video game store. I was like 14, so, you know, video games were my thing, and... I don't know. It was a few years ago. They they took that store out. So I've been I've been mad since then. Like that used to, that was one of my favorite. I, even when I moved away, when I moved back to Etobicoke with my family, I would go to that video game store. I would go. I would make the trip on the subway because I had a rapport with those guys. And and now they're gone. And what did, is the reason why? They, is it because they got bought out or what? I think they got bought out. Yeah, and and because Danforth got completely transitioned you know you, you, you can't af- i can't afford to shop on the danforth anymore and and you got malls like yorkdale and sherway i can't afford to shop in those oh, malls yeah, yeah. You see, 
see the, 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 that's another thing. Uh, I thought years ago, like all these, you call them the mom and pop stores. See all these stores, like your store, what you mentioned. These are the things that set up the community. You know, like the uh, the grocery stores, the Italian community store, the hat store. There's a hat store up here in Domino's. They they put the small that they got rid of. This guy been there for like what six years. This hat store, all homemade hats. They got rid of that. He got bought out. Or not get kicked out. But I also thought maybe the government should give compensation to all these people that you know because they built a community. They came from another country. Right, this a uh, this a uh, Jewish bakery guy bought. It got not too long. It was on the news. He's been there for how much since what the fifties? And it established that community because people catered to that. You know, the Jewish community established it, built because of that one store, like your store. Like it's been there, so you know that else. But it's, that's your uh, that's your what you call it? That's your uh, legacy. Le- legacy. That's your to, That's your, uh, your your balance. You know what I mean? Okay. I can't even get another word, but uh, just like all these stores that are gone now, and it's a shame because you say, hey, they, I remember that store. There used to be this uh, uh, variety store on uh, King by the church. It's called Luigi's. It used to go for comics all the time. Got bought out. But I said, these are things that established. These little corner stores established these communities. They built the communities through the years. If you look at the little pictures, you see, you know, what did they get when they got bought out? Nothing. I asked as, like, as a person, like, just give them some recognition and compensation. If you could put a plaque for a tree, why can't you put a plaque or give something to like, thank you for living in the community, here's some compensation or here's something, you know, to say thank you for helping our city grow. But that, yeah, they get nothing and they're gone. It's a, it's a shame. Like yeah. your store, like you said, that's your, just hearing what you talk about, I, I can relate with that. Mine's was the world's biggest and the uh, village bookstore on Queen, on King, uh, Queen Street. I used to go there all the time. I get off on a military on weekends, I come down there, take the subway all the way down because up in uh, Finch there. And then I'd uh, get off at uh, a university and walk. It was a routine I had for years. You know, and I used to go there all the time. And then eventually, mass marketing, you know, like, yeah, all these shoe stores came in and they got rid of all that, right? Yeah, these are the things that built the community for the years. They should have a book out there, you know, like uh, Community Building. I should call it Community Building. The stores that made Toronto. That's a good title. <laughs> I agree, yeah. So before we close today, I, I, um, I ask this question of all the candidates. You can pass. You don't have to answer, but I have to ask it. Is there anybody currently running for city council or school trustee that you're willing to endorse? Uh, I've looked at some of the candidates there. The one I like is, uh, oh, I have to go to school on the, actually, let me go to the catalyst here. Uh, I like her. Where is she? Just bear with me. She's, uh. Yeah, I'm on the wrong council list. She ran and she's with the school board. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to find her name there. She's got a... She's Muslim. Uh, let me see here if I can find her. Uh, she's running in the... There's like a whole five of them running in. There she is. Okay. I think her name is uh, Asma... Asma, I'm saying it right. Asma Malik? Yeah, I've reached out to her to get her... Uh on the podcast, I'm waiting to hear from her. Oh yeah, I, I like her. I like her. Okay. Uh, some of the like a lot of those council members like they just gotta retire. Like, like uh, let's face it, electric's coming in. They're building a factory in Sudbury for the batteries. They want everybody. Trudeau's promise, 2030 electric, right? The city's not ready for electric. These guys want gas. They kept the garden up for the gas. Uh, Wong said putting bike lanes in and gas and and for for. Get rid of the uh, lanes for for roses. He said on the last meeting, he said the dumbest, the dumb idea. You know, really? These are guys that want their cars to drive and go to work and back and forth. But hey, electric is coming in. Walmart's got electric stations right now. You know, and I would ask Tori, do you know what the first stage of of, of uh, electric 
Chargers are coming in, 120,000 they want. The first stage, 120,000. That's just in less than six months. They want that. But this council is, they've done the work. We need to move on because they don't want to change. And they spend so much time talking about things. Just, oh, <laughs> I actually fall asleep. <laughs> I try to keep up, but. I know what you. I'm not saying as a mayor. I just say, get on with it. Let's just talk it and move on. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it again. Oh, he said that to me. Okay, apologize for that. Oh, my God. The, oh, just the, the pettiness. Like when, uh, when Shelly Carroll mentioned this one word and Holiday got all flipped out about it, he's like, and he's looking. I thought he was blind because he never looks straight at the person. When I, when I see him, I thought he was like, visually impaired. When, I, when he's talking, I don't know if you noticed. No, I haven't noticed, no. When he talks, he's always looking down and playing with his hands, right? And he got offended because she mentioned some word, and it wasn't in reference to anything personal. I would have had to watch it again, but I was like, really? You're getting all mad about that? It's <laughs> <laughs> too much pettiness. You know, you've been there too long, you're getting on each other's nerves, okay, move on. There's some councils that work well for the people, but some, like, my mine is Wong. I've called, honestly, I've called that, that war, the office in the last 10, 10 12 years. People on, ask me to call on their behalf. I've called 52 times, I can count, and I only got two calls back, and that was it, you know? Wow. I used so to... Why, why, are you, why are you in a ward? No, because now they say they've, expe- they've got to cover so much, right, because the wards got shortened down. Um, my, my question is, if you shorten the wards from 26, what is it, 46, whatever? It was four, four, 40, what's the, what's, 45. What's the difference between what it was then and now? There's nothing, like, Ford said he wants to cut down all the red tape, get things going. I don't see any difference. I don't know if you have, but I don't, I mean, things are getting done, they go on about fat, they're faster, but no, I don't see anything happening fast, like, you know, remember the, remember the garbage bag? Yeah. Talk, went on for three days, the five cent charge, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I had some people came from uh, Ghana, and they went to our city, I took them on a tour, and they loved it, you know, they're probably multicultural, and they're staying in the hotel, they give me a call from the hotel, they say, Philip, I don't understand, what's, up, what's with your staff? I go, what do you mean? Is that we've been all over your city. We see all the mixture of multicultures, and it's amazing. We see people. You talk Muslim. We talk different nationality foods. Then we see your city council meeting. I said, "What do you want to go city council meeting?" Because I was on the channel. He said, "What's the question?" Okay, why? Why is it not like the city? Why are they all white? (laughs) Oh, I said, "Well, well, they had the vote in 2018. They only got 60 percent vote." She goes, "What happened to the rest of the people?" I said, "They're all watched the World Soccer Game." It's been so nice uh, talking to you, and uh, just tell the people again uh, where they can find your platform and, and your website and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I just put it up. My name's uh, Philip DeCruz, P-H-I-L-L-I-P, DeCruz, capital D is in Donald, uh, capital C is in Charlie, R-U-Z-E. Just go on Facebook and type in. I'm also on Twitter. I'm just setting it all up. It's, I've got a picture. I'll do a video. I think I'm a little blur what I want. Just things are talking just now about the uh, rent reduction, uh, the food. And the landlords and the uh, cutting the red tape and get rid of the sec- get rid of those sections. Me, like I said, I'm gonna stop. If I'm going in there, put a hold in everything. If I can, I want to do it, and then see where the money's going in. Where's it going? I want to get I want to get an analyst. I like to get a military analyst. You see what happened with the uh, the nursing homes? Yeah. How they brought them in. They said they brought the military in to help out. No, no, I knew that. We knew they were investigating. I knew that right now. They were investigating and see the results. If they had not gone in there, that's why the government called in to go investigate, see what's going on, see the results, what they found out. That's why. So when Otto calls me, he's like, we need something done. That's the thing, like, when you're retired, I don't know if you know, there's a lot, there's people I know that are retired from the force, like me, some are in the police, Metro Police, some are uh, uh, fire services, 
some work in the airfield and some work in the air industry. But once in a while, if you, depending what you're, the highly trained and what your town. So for my town, that's why they call me after run for mayor. But other people like remember the remember the uh, the terrorist thing. Twenty, they had eighteen guys they arrested. They're going to bomb Toronto. Yes. Well, they called military. They had guys that are retired in the military help out that. Not, not not people that. You know, I don't know if it's a secret still, but <laughs> <laughs> but they call you in when need when need you. Even if you're retired, I mean you're off the clock or whatever. But you're always because they know you're needed. They know you can do something and get it done. So. That's what I got a call. I mean, I was thinking about it before. That's what I was. I said, "Why are you calling me? <laughs> you call me in Pete General Hospital? Come on!" He <laughs> said, "The city's. We're calling you. <laughs> we need you." Okay, so I'll do that. But uh, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter and uh, Facebook. I just came on. I just just got on there. Fairly new, so I'm just trying to update everything here and get other things going. Admiral, I'll do a video probably tomorrow or next day just to see myself what I look like. I put a picture there finally. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm not a Nothing, I'm not a photo ops guy like like me and Tori, you know, like I'm not a, I mean, I, I know you're there as a mayor, like this is my question, if you're there, like they did the, uh, for one of the some malicious again, that he's standing there and all these chefs around him, right, all the cooks and all prepare all the meals, everything for the next few days, so he's promoting it, he's talking, talking, I'm sitting there going, why don't you turn around and introduce the guy that's starting this all, talk to the cook, tell people who the guy is, he's been here since 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock getting it all set up. I mean, four off the night, I'm the mayor, I'm promoting, hey, let's talk to the guy beside, let's talk to the buddy behind me, he did all the work, you know, he sacrificed his time and effort, that's another thing I noticed with this mayor, he never, it's all photo ops, but he, he's always on the stage by himself, he's at the LGBT plus there not too long ago, on the stage, I said, we're all my brothers and sisters, I phoned my friend Don, right, I said, Don, we're all the gay people, <laughs> he said, they're in the audience, I said, okay, you know, I mean, like, that's just, you represent your people, you know, you're, you're sharing who they are. It's not a case of, oh, you, it's a, it's a case of who's beside you, who's in front of you, who's around you. Take advice, listen, give advice. If you don't like it, don't be ignorant. If you like it, accept it. But don't say it's yours. Don't say it's claim yours. Hey, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said this suggestion, right? Be honest, you know? I always ask these four questions I tell people about your ego. It's fourth question to ask yourself when it comes to like who you are and what you what you believe in, how you evaluate yourself. I always say the question. The first one is, can you just be honest by saying, I was wrong, I need help, thank you, and I'm sorry. Those four things. If you can get past that, then you're okay. <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's that's. This has been so amazing. Thank you so much for agreeing to this interview. Yeah, no problem. I really appreciate it. You sound like. Uh, you just blown my mind with all this knowledge. Oh, I hope that. don't blow it too much. You know, I don't get with a bullet coming out of your head. <laughs> and <laughs> then... Uh, <laughs> I'm just making a bad joke. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I just want to remind my listeners to get out and vote. It's important. This election yeah, is... Yeah, it's up to the area. It's up to the people. If you're going to keep this guy for another four years, you're going to go downhill. You're not going to You're not going to see affordable housing in the last next 10 years, right? You're not going to... They're not... They don't care. Honestly, I'm being honest. They don't care about the people in the city right now. They don't care about you and me... They don't care about your co- about your storage. You're missing your video store. They don't care about my comic store. They don't care about uh, rent freeze. Like you said, rent is rent freeze is just another useless word. Affordable housing is like the magic word to all the solve. Okay, if you're gonna have affordable housing, what about the people that can't afford it? So you're gonna take a homeless person on the street and say, "Here, this is affordable housing." Oh, you can't afford it? Back on the street, you know. Exactly, and the only way to affect change is to be part of it. I said that in the beginning. Like so, you, we we're, we're both we know we both struggle. You come, from, you've been in foster homes, so you know what it's like to struggle. You know where the buck goes, and who appreciates it, and 
you know, what we're, we're about racism and all that stuff. You know, you live in a community, right? If you, if you raise in a rich society, it's nothing against, not just against people that are rich and the way they raise. If you come from a, a family of lawyers and they got money and, you know, if he's worth $50 million, how do you relate with people that can't afford a couple of bucks on, on you know, buying groceries? You can't relate with that, you know? Like I can tell you right now, I can, I can tell you how to feed 20, 20 bucks, how to feed four, four people right now. I can, I don't because I, I watch. I talk to people, I look at flyers and see what's on sale. Especially when you're dealing with buying food for like, a, you know the United Church by the Eaton Center? Um, there's, a, there's an old church right across, right in the middle of the Eaton Center. Right, sorry, right outside. <laughs> people know it's a, it's a, it's a drop-in center for homeless to get free meals and they have a concerts there and all. It's an old church been there for years. I don't know if you're, it's right, uh, it's just on the, uh, it's on the west side of the Eaton Center when you walk in. Okay. And uh, the, the, the country with that thing, there's a big country with that. When they're building Eaton Center, if you see the original maps, they had had to get rid of that church. And the community, this is actually the first time the community way back started speaking up about pres- preservation. And they fought to eat that church there because they wanted to get rid of that church. And that church was, as you know, also nothing with Heritage, Heritage, Heritage Society. They don't, they're not big on preserving things. They'll, they'll save a dying tree, but not a building. So anyways, the community fought down there, that war, that area. You go on the news, you watch it, you can see it. And they won. They actually won for the first time, and that church got to stay there, right? So they had to rearrange the, the designs of the Eaton Center. They had to, if you if you see the original designs, if you see the, the later, you see the big difference. So now, if you go if you just walked on the uh, west side, going north on the east side, on the east side outside, you see all the the part of the building on the left there. You see the way they designed it, and you'll see the attractions. And you, because this church would not move. That church is a, like a savior for a lot of people. I've been there. They, I always go for books. I always have books there. You can buy books for a couple. You donate books. You know, you know, sometimes I bring food. I got fruit. I bring lasagna and stuff like that. And I donate it there. And you know, it's been, it's been a staple. It's been like for. I don't, have you ever been there? Uh, no, no, I haven't. And, I'm sorry. I like to ask Don during the day. I said, can you tell me where the nearest Salvation Army food truck is? I like to know what he, what his answer would be. Where if he knows where it is. Because there's trucks going all over the city every day. I don't know about the COVID now, but before, you can go there and they give you a hop, they give you a uh, porridge, they give you a, a little Bible, reading Bible, the, the day reading, and they give you some uh, snacks and stuff to take you through the day. People line up, and uh, it's not too far from where you live. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so looking. You, all this stuff in the, you got if you got to if you got to improve your city, know the people in the city, see how they're living, how they're well. Like there's no empathy for homeless. He's got no like it's. It's, really, it's all the website. He's got an empathy on any of that homeless. You know, he's got no... He'd rather get them all out of there, you know? I'm looking forward to the debate. I the always... Talk? The debate. I always watch the debates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, about the, uh, when it goes on about the... Uh, oh, yeah. Just all of a sudden, uh, got a quick answer for everything. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing against the guy. He's just a person otherwise. I got nothing but business-wise. Well, you see his history... What he did with the CFL, they almost went bankrupt. You know, he defends that. I actually, by the way, I actually talked to people that worked with the CFL that worked with him, and also with Parliament that worked with him. And it, I don't remember way back. See, the, the media protects them because you can't. It's hard to find stuff on the regular internet. I don't know if you know that, but uh, way back, uh, a guy that known well worked with them, and he's made a prediction because he, when he says he's going to run for the mayor back in 2014, because he lost the first time. They said, oh, heaven help the city if you're going to get this guy in. Don't bring him in. You're going to regret it. This he did this eight, he did this nine years ago, right? 
and then nine years later, I saw him later, and I said, you see, he said, you see what I mean? I saw him not too long ago. You see what I, you see what I said? And I know what you mean, <laughs> you know, because he knows him, you know. You think if you had all that money. Another thing is also uh, the big thing out of here, he got caught in Florida during the COVID. Yeah. You know? So he denied that it, was, it wasn't him. The woman there, the woman there, I think it's a reporter, she got a picture of him and the wife there. You know what he did? She, she, what? It was, she can't say who it was, but suddenly she got cleared by security, apparently. Security came for her. <laughs> trying to, <laughs> I was trying to hush her up or what? <laughs> and then they did the fake video. That wasn't even open. So if you're like, uh, if you're representing the city and there are code restrictions, and you're doing this. Like, my, I lost my uh, cousin-in-law last November. He was a retired Navy SEAL in the American military. Nice guy. Did his time. Worked for other companies. He had six kids, 13 grandkids. Couldn't go down to the funeral because he had because of the COVID, and he died of COVID. So I was sitting back, okay, you can't. I can't go down and see my cousin-in-law. You can go down to Florida to your ten dollar, ten ten million dollar mansion. And now what's what's uh, what's so the rules are for somebody versus not for none. You know. Yes, unfortunately, until there's change, that's uh, it sucks. <laughs> it is. It has to. It has to be like people. People don't trust in the city council. It's right. Like I've talked to every a lot of people. They know they have. They, 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 the city council is a letdown. You know, they, you, you watch the debates and, and, the, and the council meetings. They're all patting each other's back. You did wonderful and all that, and they just you know like I was like, come on, get on with it. So what's that? With that one counselor, he makes me laugh. Oh, I don't, like I said, I guess I didn't get to get his tweet. Uh, what is his name? Uh, he goes on his daydreaming, like, you know, like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do Madam Speaker. I'm like, you need to pause it. I'm sitting there And he, you know, he had a, he gave him two minutes to ask a question. And right, it took the whole time. Then he asked the question to the <laughs> Oh, come on, you wait there a time here. <laughs> Just get out with the question and move on. You know, that's another thing I do as mayor, shorten the hours. Not this 9 to 7 at night, you know. 9 to 4.30, come back the next day, you know. Definitely. People want to go home and spend time with their families. <laughs> I know you're trying to show the public that you're, you're in the city, you're working with the city, you're putting your long hours in, you know. As he's always said out there at 6 o'clock in the morning, you know, not tuning his own room, but he's there. I said, okay, well, I was on the shift for, I was on the shift for five years. We woke up at 5 o'clock every morning, went to bed at 11 o'clock. We had a lunch break, a two-hour coffee break, and that was it. In between doing ship maneuvers, going between ships, other stuff, you know, and, uh, and you know, different games. So I'm not doing my own, but I'm not, I don't think they give me a pat on the back about that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just part of the job, right? Definitely. And I want to so. thank you again for coming on and, uh, and enlightening all of us, and I wish you all the best and good luck. And like I said, I, I can't wait to see the debates, and uh, I'll be watching. And thank you again so much for, oh, for coming on. Me. I really appreciate it. You're my first interview. <laughs> I'm honored. Great, and I'm honored too. I hope to see you in person one day. Definitely.